So Green Knight was cool. That was that was that was a fun time. Didn't expect to stay as long as we did. I know we took like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well just sat down and watched the post credit scene. I know. <laughs> like yeah, we talked a lot more than I expected. You know what really threw me off too is that somebody told me uh, because of somebody that works in theaters that if they leave the lights off, that means that there is something else happening. Like something after the credits. But they turned them on, so I was like, oh, that confirms it. I was just like ready to go. I was like, there's no way there's a post credit scene after that one. Maybe they didn't even realize there was one after two. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, what what other movie, guys? I'm, I'm down to go do that again. I don't, I don't know if I'll watch that. Oh, Dune would be a good one, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm so down for Dune. Dune looks... I do. I like last second CGI shot that really threw me off though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was the only All righty. Uh yeah, let's get, let's get on with this review. Everybody saw uh our movie for this week. Force Awakens. Yeah, that's the one. All righty. Let me uh let me begin. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Cinema Studs five-year review today we have a very special episode uh i am your host valente martinez with me today uh, i'm Alonso martinez i'm aaron ramirez and alex vega that's right there's a pretty special episode uh uh yeah uh, alex said it the force awakens 2015 december this was a big movie do you guys remember what we, it was like december 18th or something like that right it was like i think it was christmas wasn't it Oh, it was Christmas. Christmas, really? Christmas. Christmas. No, I think you were right. I, it, yeah, it was. It was something like that. It was like I just remember it was nearby, but that might have been Rogue on One. Or the other Rogue place. One, yeah. You, well, there was like a few and a few Disney movies ended up being on Christmas. Like Disney just owns Christmas now. Honestly, <laughs> they're trying really hard to just own it. They're trying to own everything. <laughs> honestly. Uh, really, December eighteenth. Oh shoot, I was right. Yeah, I just looked it up on IMDb. Okay, I okay. Full disclosure, I'm a little afraid about reviewing this movie because we are trying so hard to exclusively be five years ago. So I'm trying to try so hard not to, even though the movie pushes itself into that direction of sequel talk and further Mm -hmm. installments. And story arcs and care, but we will try our hardest to, you know, not go too hard. I, I'm going to try hard. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'll try to be impartial. Okay. Yeah. Fair, balanced, and transparent, but it's going to be a little hard because of what this movie tries to do as well. There's no way nobody saw this, right? I think this oh, is like the first time we've all seen it, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Unless actually, I, I like to just disclose I never actually saw it. I <gasps> I just Wikipedia no, I was kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just Wikipedia it right before. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you pirated it on release. <laughs> just got a real cool following, you know. <laughs> I watched the, the swap meet copy, the recorded <laughs> in theater version. It was out at the same time the movie did. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, did y'all see it opening night? Oh, did we see it opening night? We saw it opening, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I think I saw it like a year later. 
It was. <laughs> I saw it on an airplane. That was the first time oh I saw my it. Gosh. This, man, this was like another one of my like middle of the night, just randomly decided to finally see it kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I got through it. Okay. And I've seen it like since then. I've seen it during the daytime as well. So. Okay. Okay. A year later, Alex. How? Yeah. I don't know. I I just felt like I felt like I knew that this wasn't gonna live up to to any expectations because I freaking I was like a Star Wars dweeb. Like I love the original trilogy. And then I remember watching um episode three when that one came out in theaters. That was like one of my earliest memories of going to theaters. And I don't know what like this this like generation of Star Wars, like what put me off about it. I just knew that I wasn't like hyped about the 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 new trilogy. I don't know what it was about it, but I don't know. But eventually I was just like, you know what? Like I'm curious. Like I I just felt like I had to watch it. And it was available on the planes like catalog of movies. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just I'll give it a watch. Yeah, because that was under Fox's decision a year after the movie. When when was the acquisition? Two a year, two two years ago? Nineteen? The acquisition of Fox. What is, what is it Fox? Oh no, oh, yeah, no, you're right. They oh, buy yeah. they Disney bought Star Wars first. Not Disney that. bought yeah, doesn't no, you're right. Yeah. Disney okay. bought uh, I'm do they do right. they own all of Lucas Films or is it just Star Wars specific? Lucas Films, all the, oh, Lucas. All the properties. Oh. That's right. They, George Lucas sold it. My bad. Yeah, I just remember that. I just you know what I remember. I remember that when Force Awakens came out, uh, Fox had a movie too. And you oh know, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm remembering wrong. The ch- Alvin and the Chipmunk. <laughs> Forgot which one. Oh, yeah. Chipmunk. Oh, Chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. That's my shit. Road chip. Oh yeah. my god. Road chip. Is this <laughs> one of the live action Alvin movies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, it was like crazy. Like it was like 30 year anniversary and Disney came out with the new Star Wars and Fox. That's how Fox responded with <laughs> another chipmunk movie. Nice. Um but yeah. Uh, Aaron, how, how how did you not see it uh, opening weekend? Um, I mean, I just like to disclose that I, in terms of like watching movies, I'm very lazy about it. Like, I just kind of, <laughs> unless I'm directly invited to go to the theater, so I'll just eventually stream it one day because I just. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that us watching Green Knight was actually kind of special. Yeah, I would have never seen that movie other. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but I just never would have gone out of my way. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Alonzo, what? Uh, they, yeah, I mean, they kind of, they kind of told us. Uh, do you, what do you remember from our? I kind of don't remember, honestly. Uh, the usual, it was packed. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it took a while to find a spot. It did take us a while to find a spot. I remember, like two seats next to each other too. Yeah, and I think. I think it wasn't ready yet. Like I remember, just oh yeah, and we had like it was like the what is like the desktop screen. Yeah, literally in the corner. It literally came up the movie screen. Yeah, we were waiting like we were waiting a minute. I remember that, and everyone got tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, midnight screening. Yeah, it was a little late. I remember that now. Packed to the theater, and uh, first impressions, guys. Um, I guess like uh, before going into this this um, second watching, yeah. Like I'm trying to think back of like what was like actually memorable about the movie. I just remember that 
the CGI looked really good. Like every, all the, the visual effects were like amazing. There's like a one shot in particular of the, the X wings flying over the water that I remember they used in promotion a lot. That was like one of the, one of the shots that kind of stood out to me. But as far as that, I just remember this being kind of like a, I remember it feeling like a remake of a new hope. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars episode four. And that was kind of like all I really could remember. Oh, I mean, there's like certain like plot points that that come to mind, but like yeah. just like in general, like plot points aside and just like overall movie, like big picture. That's really all that kind of stood out to me was CGI and, you know, being like a remake. It felt like a remake of A New Hope. It kind of like hit the same beats, you know? Yeah, I did. I don't know. What do you guys remember before going into this uh, second watching? I mean, I remember I really liked that they went with unknowns for the actors. I thought that that was really neat that they kind of took that risk and that they all ended up being really great actors. Like I, like especially um, what's his name, the the guy who plays Finn. I forgot his name. He, I think he was like for me the the big standout in terms of just kind of making something out of what should have been a nothing character. Kind of, I feel like Finn is a good character because of the actor's name. Oh, John Boyer. John Boyega is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think like he really made that character his own. Um, I like Oscar Isaac as Poe. Yeah, and I, I remember thinking it was really nice that because up to this point in cinema, like for the last like decade prior to this film, I remember there was like a lot of obviously a lot of remakes and reboots and that kind of stuff. And if they ever had like the original cast in the film, it was always like a quick second cameo where like they kill off the character or or he just pretends to be a janitor or some shit like that and they're like hey nice suit i used to wear that or some shit like that <laughs> but um i like that they actually incorporated the original characters in the trilogy i think that that was um regardless of um overall voices for the characters i thought it was really nice that they included them yeah i think this is my first introduction to john boyega i feel like I don't know if he had done work prior to this. He probably did, but this is like the first movie that really introduced me to his work. Yeah, he. I didn't see it, but apparently he, there was another big movie that he made called Attack of the Block. And it was kind of like a cult classic kind of thing. It sounds interesting. Bunch of mm-hmm. uh, UK kids from the project fight aliens. Oh well. Yeah. So not his not his first introduction to the sci-fi universe. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, first time watching it, I'll say I was entertained by it the first time. Yeah, I, I was disappointed that it was just a, a reboot, basically, of The New Hope, even though, and I, I mean, I wasn't surprised, honestly, because it's uh, what's face, J.J. Abrams. He always, like, lies about stuff like that, talking about being original. I like, no, you're not. <laughs> um, I do agree. I did like a lot of, like, the, the newer actors that are coming up. Um, even from the beginning, though, however, I always had a problem with the writing. I felt like they were just copying Marvel, like the witty, annoying, or I find them annoying banter they always do. Mm-hmm. It's just like kind of breaks the illusion. It's like, oh, this is another galaxy. Or for me, it's like, instead of feeling it's like it's another, another universe, it just feels like, oh, this is just going on in my backyard or something. Mm-hmm. It's not that exciting as feeling like, oh, these are people from another again another galaxy but overall uh yeah i was entertained first time watching it 
even though I was disappointed by the lack of originality story-wise. Uh, yeah, my first impressions, uh, dang, Alex, that's a little harsh. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember being totally excited. I don't know why, but I, for whatever reason, I thought JJ was going to deliver a classic or this one, or if there was any moment that he was going to make a classic, it would be this movie. It felt like a really big iconic moments going up to it. Uh, midnight screening. I was scared for the, I was scared for the movie being either basic or bad, but uh, I felt uh, being, I, I was entertained, but felt like a cash grab. And I remember being excited and hopeful for the sequels. I was definitely really excited before watching it. Like I remember, like I remember the first time I saw the trailer, it was like, it was in my AP econ class. I remember like everybody was just rolling it up and it was like just insane hype in the classroom from that moment. Yeah, I was rewatching the trailer every now and then. I think like um like at least for at this time, because obviously they've made more since then, but prior to this movie, this was the best one in terms of like Alex had special effects. Because like the original trilogy was the trilogy was just kind of limited in terms of technology. And the sequel trilogy was just kind of or the prequel trilogy was um just a little inconsistent. Like some CGI was great, but other which is really sloppy. This one was like the first like legit like quality yeah yeah okay uh five-year review you guys want to get into it let's do it yeah right, let's do it okay all righty guys oh man so how do you feel how are we feeling after rewatching it i think like when we talked about this this movie going into it and whether or not we could like talk about it solely by itself and disregard the, the the upcoming sequels i think as a standalone movie it's not it's not bad like it's not it's not a perfect movie like but i don't think that on its own it was it was like it wasn't a bad movie i remember like going into it and i i just kept thinking about what was going to happen in the in the following film like with uh with luke but I was I was like, if I take that aside and just like listen to how they talk about him in this movie and there's there's a lot of mystery behind him and as to why he disappeared and why nobody knows where he went or like why he just kind of like up and left without leaving a trace. It it was it was different, even though I, I could knew I knew the answer. I was like, if I could think about this movie by itself it's actually not a terrible plot point. It actually kind of leaves you wondering as to what what it could have been like. Why did he just disappear? And I think I think that left a lot of people wanting more by the end of this movie. And I can understand like why we were also excited for the following films. Um, but yeah, like I don't think it was it was too terrible. I think they they could have handled a lot of things better as far as uh, certain characters alonso brought up uh, the dialogue i think a lot of it was pretty cheesy like it didn't feel and i feel very serious if it was more lighthearted. it was pretty lighthearted for a movie that talks about the destruction of several planets and a lot of people dying like there's there's probably more death in this movie than the other star wars films because at one point there's like the destruction of of four or five planets simultaneously 
we lose Han Solo in this movie. And that was that was probably, you know, could have been handled better. But at the same time, like, I think Harrison Ford wanted to get out of the movie. So I don't know what what J.J. Abrams' plan for getting rid of him originally was or if this is just, you know, the he executed his vision. I don't know. But honestly, it wasn't it wasn't as terrible as um, as I think I had made it out to be as a as a solo film. There's still a lot I would change and a lot that I think could have been done better. But on its own, I think it stands on it stands on its own two legs pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. Like if I had to summarize summarize it up, I would say like, oh, it's I. Like it's I don't think <laughs> I feel like it it didn't live up to the hype, but it also didn't like it wasn't a huge disaster. Like it, it maintained a, a good level of the branding intact. It didn't really kind of mislead. The audience, I wouldn't say it misled the audience at all. I think it just kind of the hype kind of overtook what the actual advertising advertising showed, I guess. And it's not a really complex movie. It's pretty simple in terms of its story. But I think it actually I like that it I think it did a really great job in terms of setting up complexities for the future films. How those complexities kind of were executed is for the future film reviews, but <laughs> I think like for like the Ray's parents, Snope was a really ominous, interesting character in this film. I think Kylo Ren's kind of he, Kylo Ren clearly had the biggest overarching character narrative in terms of the trilogy, in terms of like how he was portrayed in this film. And I think I really liked how they introduced that. But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was it was very okay. I think the graphics and the visual effects really carried the movie in terms of the movie kind of appearing just okay. I think it appeared to be an amazing movie because of that alone and the actual writing kind of like I think like the the dialogue writing was a bit cheesy and the the, the structural writing was very derivative but I don't think it was a horrible thing. Like I think a lot of movies tend to be derivative, derivative nowadays and this one, at least, it was like it was copying its own property, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'll still say I was still entertained by the movie, but but yeah, semi bringing up the sequels or just bringing up the whole news that from the very beginning, this whole trilogy wasn't even planned properly. I think kind of ruined it for me, like the fact that the, like these guys had no idea what to do after the Force Awakens. I think it just kind of just bummed me out, to be honest, because I was just like, because they did have it, yeah, like they they did have interesting setups to what they what they could have done later on, but it's like, but then it really is almost similar to the whole idea of like Game of Thrones season eight. It's like it just feels like we're gonna go to nowhere after this. Like, oh, that's cool, they brought that up, or that's cool that you know the idea of Luke being gone. And I guess kind of semi jump or just jump into the ending real quick. Which ending? This one, Force okay, Awakens. Okay. They're gonna go to the no, no, no. Or <laughs> uh, for, for the Force Awakens. Okay, cool. He said, fuck um, your rules. <laughs> and you're already gonna break the promise we just made. Gonna... <laughs> but so, one thing I like, I guess, bring it to the original Star Wars, even all of them, like all three of the main ones, is I liked how the endings just felt more open ended. This mm. one, however, I just, I, 
even from the beginning for the first time watching i just hated the idea that it just has like this closed ending like you know they have to do whatever they're going to do in the next one they have to base it off that ending okay i I guess like i I really i even like again like from the beginning i just hated that it ends with her meeting luke yeah instead of her on a journey yeah exactly like it would have been might have been just more better if like yeah she just flies off and Nobody knows exactly what's like Luke, here we come, or something. Exactly. Yeah, and then he goes into hyper. Yeah, exactly. Just something uh, like that. Like, just like giving like an open ended type ending. I would have preferred much better if that's what they did in this one. But unfortunately, <sighs> that was like the main, that was like the main thing. Even from the very beginning, watching it the first time, okay. I've hated that. Oh, wow. That's my take. Damn. Oh, I almost heard, I almost heard to talk about The Last Jedi. <laughs> you think they threw that ending in there just so they can have Mark Hamill like appear in the first yeah, movie? I'm pretty yeah, sure. it really feels like that. Because because sure. that was the only time we actually saw him, right? That's yeah. He was Bill, isn't he? He's Bill as the cast. Yeah, and I think yeah. And plus, I'm pretty sure the Star Wars nerds wouldn't go mad too because they saw everybody else but Mark Hamill. I think it would have been appropriate if they didn't have Mark Hamill in it. Yeah, they should have. But also, yeah, that was yeah. kind of the whole, in terms of the plot, that was the whole point was, can we find him? So if they mm-hmm. didn't find him at the end, that would have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I don't know. It would, I, don't know. I, I think that would have been really gutsy. Yeah, sure. Well, you, could, you could have saved it for the next movie. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like, kind of like what you said. Like, if it, they left it on the journey to find him, I feel like that would have been a, a better ending than him just standing in the middle of an island just <laughs> back turn with the hood on it's literally a cliffhanger yeah L- literally literally yeah yeah right yeah it's literally a cliffhanger like yeah mm, i oh i'm so close to talking about last jedi but i cannot <laughs> put that rule on myself okay don't go there don't go there i know i know i know oh you made such a good point fuck that movie doesn't exist i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> What's that? Uh-huh. Okay. yeah um yeah i'm gonna have to say this movie feels very safe but it feels a lot safer than i remember and it's just really besides the ob- the obvious criticism that everyone had it does feel like they were way too scared to lose money on this that kind of sucks because literally after disney bought luke uh lucasfilms they like they made a movie and no they released a movie two years after that so right isn't that kind of the timeline well like since they bought it and this movie came out yeah probably it was like really short amount of time yeah, I feel like I forgot exactly when. Yeah, yeah, can you look that up? Just like Lucas, when was Lucasfilms sold to Disney? And that made me go, uh, that's not a lot of time to write a really amazing original sequel. So that's what made me scared about the movie. And now that I'm watching it again, five years later, 2012. 2012. So, okay, yeah. so three years. So, like three yeah. years. Yeah. Well, three years since production. Yeah. yeah. So, like, two years of production and then a year of editing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's literally the reason why it's just a straight yeah. up remake yeah, of New is. Hope. It is. Yeah. They were just being safe about it. Yeah. They were. 
You know, I mean, they were creative in all formula. kinds of other ways. Oh, sorry, Alex, go ahead. No, I was just saying that they were just sticking to the formula. Yeah, they were. Yeah. The hero's journey. But it was pretty interesting to see uh, Ray. Ray, I thought was a solid character. Um, John Boyega as a stormtrooper that uh, abandoned the First Order. Order? First Order? Yeah. First Order. And then Kylo Ren as a uh, young Sith Lord with uh, uh, behavioral issues. Daddy issues. Yeah. Daddy issues. He's the average Star Wars fan. (laughs) (laughs) Alonso's trying to get us hate comments, dude. (laughs) You know it's true, you nerds. Yeah. um, uh, There was a whole lot of missed potential. I think Aaron, did you say that you were like? Yeah, because like it, the movie, this movie itself is very basic, but it like it does a good job of setting off what could have been so many great payoffs. Like, mm-hmm. like who's Ray? You know, John Boyega ended this movie with like a big back injury. I wonder how that'll continue. <laughs> Stuff like that. I forgot that, and he just kind of leaves the scene on a stretcher, right? And that's yeah. like. And then Ray just leaves, like, you don't find out what happens to Finn at all. Yeah, and, like, the sequel to this hasn't come out yet, but I feel like they, they're just going to completely ignore that plot point. <laughs> <laughs> they would never, they would never do something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it was really interesting. I, I mean, we should just start, I mean, the movie starts with the, with the, you know what, it feels like this movie is the scene with Max von Steedo. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. The old man in the beginning. Oh, the Pope. In the raid, yeah. Yeah, he's like a legendary actor. He's like amazing, has all kinds of potential. And then they just get rid of him in like less than five minutes. They strike him down. Yeah. It felt like he was going to be the new um, Obi-Wan, but he, yes! he makes a quick exit. <laughs> He, doesn't he? I thought he was totally going to be a Jedi. He's like a mind trick around that time or something. Yeah. yeah. He does die the same way Obi-Wan did. Yeah, right? He just <laughs> yeah, he gets yeah. cut down by the Sith. But. Yeah. yeah. I thought the first scene was really cool. I liked how they... Is it like one of my main complaints about the, the prequel trilogy was how they kind of expanded with the Force was very... Like, just... I don't know. They just kind of really added shit that didn't need to be added like midichlorians and then they made it more of a mental thing yeah. but this one like the way they expanded right away was like kylo ren stopping the laser like mid shot that was really fucking cool that was crazy that was an appropriate use of jj's uh lens flare if you yeah. <laughs> first five minutes he, he he just couldn't wait <laughs> He's just itching the whole time. I like <laughs> <laughs> Can we get more lights, guys? More lights? <laughs> that is true. That is appropriate for once. Yeah, right. I was like, whoa, there's a lens flare. It's really it's a really cool special <laughs> effect to be added on to like a, a visual effect. Like I thought it was really daring that, like, in the first five minutes, the stormtroopers all like they hit their targets. That was so. Yes. Nice. <laughs> they hit the targets. <laughs> I know, right? Pulls it too. <laughs> <laughs> they did in the New Hope too. The beginning, 
Oh yeah, the little oh yeah, the like a one back. fight, yeah, the one yeah. fight, <laughs> and then the rest of the movies they, they just forget. they just forget. <laughs> <laughs> can't hit a single shot <laughs> yeah but uh i thought the fir- the whole opening the first act was all pretty uh it was all it was all pretty exciting honestly mm-hmm. yeah the whole poe and and oh and it's our introduction to poe and it's in our and also our introduction to uh to john boyega's character which is actually a really nice moment when uh that happens when when poe was gunning down uh troopers and then he and he kills one and then one of them like runs over to uh his fellow trooper and the re- that's a really cool visual of the guy just putting his hand and then just mm-hmm. and then he, and, he dra- and then his hand drops and then he leaves the mark of his the bloody marks on his on his helmet yeah i thought it was really nice that i don't know you really saw the impact of the war at least through finn because like that guy was hyperventilating like even after they were like far away yeah. <laughs> he was like, scarred for life yeah he was yeah, that whole the the part where you mentioned Valente, like he witnesses his friend die and then gets the the bloody handprint, and like what Aaron said, he like starts you know you could tell he was like affected by the battle. It was unfortunate though that it kind of it kind of stops there, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he later goes on to eliminate several stormtroopers, like no problem no problem yeah i mean like one person calls him a traitor and he's like yeah i'm gonna fucking end this guy too (laughs) (laughs) no sympathy for them (laughs) yeah it it felt like there was i don't know like there was like a chance for for some sort of interesting story arc yeah an interesting story arc there it felt uh, obviously he had like sympathy for his fellow troopers like he witnessed one die and was like severely affected by it but then later on goes on to (laughs) Goes on to just join the the battle and kill the kill the same troopers he felt bad for earlier. So I don't yeah. know. That was that was like one part that I was kind of like uh, head scratch. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I feel like his level of experience was a bit inconsistent because he, like, you would think off of the first scene that like that was either his first battle or one of his first battles, and he just couldn't take it. Yeah. And I was like, I want to get off this trip, but like. Later on, I don't remember where, but at one point he's explaining his like experience, and he's like, he's an experienced stormtrooper. Like he went through shit. Like he, that was in his first battle. He definitely experienced a lot, and he plans to escape because he hated the Empire. And then later on, even a little bit later on, he says he's just a janitor. So I'm like, yeah. you're just being really inconsistent. Like, what's your plan? <laughs> bring that up too. Yeah, because a janitor, how? He was just in charge of like sanitation of the. <laughs> Like the only reason why he knew anything about the Star Killer, whatever base. You know, I mean, yeah, but then, but then, like the way Aaron said that he he experienced battle, which means if he's on Star Killer base and there was a battle, somebody knew about Star Killer base and there was a fight there. So how is he somewhat was, experienced? I mean, I'm just writing this for myself right now. Too soon. I, I think we're gonna do a lot of that. But so, I guess what could have been a perfect explanation is maybe. He was there around the time they're just building the Star Killer base, and maybe there's like civilians living in that planet, and he was the exterminator. Oh, and, and they were resistance. It's almost the same thing like the first battle; like they were just kicking these people out or just massacring them. Just yeah, maybe that could have been like part, just, part of his trauma. They completely ge- just genocided an entire yeah, planet. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. That would have been a better explanation why he felt this way. Like maybe he was so used to doing that on this planet specifically when he had to go somewhere. Or for once, people fighting back. Yeah. He felt that trauma, I guess. 
Yeah. That would have been a better excuse rather than say just that would have been cool. Making that, him a fucking janitor instead of that would have been a cool story, like fighter, yeah. the resistance on the rebels on Star Killer Base. I don't know. I don't know. Or just innocent people in general. Yeah, would have been worse or more compelling. So, yeah, but then that's gonna go into plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars plot holes? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Star Wars is perfect. <laughs> the continuity is its middle name. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, Finn escapes. Uh, shoot. And then there's a, there's a little banter. I don't know why. I was just okay with it. I was okay with the banter. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that it was like, like, he was trying to, like, give, like, a big explanation to Poe, like, oh, like, I need you because of this, like, I'm tired of this, this. And Poe's just like, oh, you can't fly, fly right? He's was like, yeah, yeah, I can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I love that I'm pressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought, the, like, the first time was face Kylo and Poe po, yeah. interact. That That's the one that just cringed the most. Yeah. <laughs> And, I was, and then, yeah, it just really gave me that Marvel vibe. It's just like I hate the writing in the Marvel films. Oh, yeah. So it just pained me when I heard it in this movie. Especially <laughs> watching it the first time, I was just like, oh. They, they really are trying so hard to match Marvel's banter. Yeah. Well, it is the same company that owns them, so maybe. It is, but you don't have to do that. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, maybe that influence is, like, direct or something. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, yeah, I think you're right because you know, obviously, especially when the Avengers came out, it was such a big phenomenon, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I felt like every movie started, especially like the big budget stuff, mm-hmm. started copying those types of banter and dialogue. And yeah, obviously, they had to do it with this one because they they're expecting a lot of money in return. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because uh, it made so much money too. So yeah, I don't know. It's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. It, yeah, it's hard to retort to that. Anyway, yeah. Uh, th- then we get another action sequence of them escaping, right? They on get another planet? Yeah. Yeah, okay, they get on the TIE Fighter. Oh, right, right. That's exciting. Yeah, I like how, like, because you never think of those details, like, like, oh, the TIE Fighters need gas. Like, you forget. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't figured out a renewable energy source for TIE Fighters yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're still shilling to, to Exxon and fucking Shell. <laughs> they make a fucking weapon out of a planet, but they can't figure out. Like, just... <laughs> that'd be that'd be so funny if there was like a scene where it's like the the Empire just like completely subservient to like some like giant corporation like fucking Exxon Mobil and they're like <laughs> there's just fucking Exxon stations everywhere for Tie Fighters. Oh my gosh. There's like a, a meeting between Kylo and the Exxon CEO. <laughs> or Snoke in the big hologram. <laughs> yeah. He's got the fucking Exxon t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it's a metaphor for, you know, just like how the original one was about the Vietnam in America. They the same thing, see? Even though America, they represent, First Order represents um, America. Even though we're still considered like the biggest or powerful country, we still have to rely on stuff like oil. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the clever metaphor, you know? Yeah. But I doubt it, honestly. <laughs> Take notes, Disney. We already started a better, better <laughs> outline for your next movie. <laughs> better explanation. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, when did we get introduced to Ray? Legit after that. It's legit. So it's just straight up the first battle and then them talking and then. Oh, no. I think no? after they get captured, yeah. they go up the ship. That's when we cut to Ray. Yeah, I think it's her scavenging the, the, the Star Destroyer. In the mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's after, uh, like... Somebody says something, right? It's um, Plasma's talking to Finn, and then Finn puts on his mask. Then it which is from Finn's mask to race. I remember that. That's what it was. Yeah. It, was it was like a nice match cut. Mm-hmm. And then she's just scavenging. Yeah. Setting up her character. Yeah, it's not no, it's actually really nice. She doesn't say a word for the entire sequence. And she gets bread. That was fucking cool. Like, the way she made that bread. I was like, just mix it in a bowl. Just wait 10 seconds. That was a really dope effect. I remember that. Yeah, do you guys know how they did that or no? Mm-hmm. No. It, it was a, it was a crazy contraption. It's all uh, practical. Yeah, there's a, it took months for the production team to figure it out, but they did it. And it's uh, they with an air pump, they suck out all the liquid and then they inflate the bread. So it just sucks out all the water and then they and then they pump air into the bread and then yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. That was the moment that won me over in theater. Mm-hmm. It just felt like magic. It just felt like sci-fi. Yeah. I thought you meant like, oh, it's bread. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This movie's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it baffled me. That moment baffled me. In terms of like the just the setting of the desert planet, I thought it was a nice consistency that Ray has a British accent. And so does like a lot of the characters on that planet. So I thought like obviously they hired Dizzy, uh, Dizzy Ridley first and then they went backwards from there. But I thought that was a nice consistency that they like made attention to. Yeah. Jakku, how'd you guys think about that island? That uh, not island, that planet. Um, is it the same planet that that Luke is from? No. Or Tatooine. Oh, that was Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. Jakku is supposed to be like a like uh, there was a big battle near the planet, and all those yeah star destroyers those just fell in to the planet, and now people are scavenging through all of it. I like mm-hmm. that concept, like that idea, of, like the aftermath of the war, mm-hmm. especially like the Galactic Civil War, like yeah, and the fact that yeah, there's still remnants, bother, yeah, yeah. Don't bother it <laughs> yeah, it's just literally still war torn. Mm-hmm. That's a cool visual. I love that giant star destroyer in the background, all hazied out yeah. because it's still far away. The sense of scale is really nice in, in those sequences too. Yeah, yeah, that goes back to the like the whole CGI in the movie is just really good. They definitely spent their money well there. Yeah. But, uh, uh, oh, but a uh, derivative, Aaron said a derivative story beat. Yeah. Uh, Poe gives BB-8 some valuable information. Yeah. I think that was for me, the like the very, like that's what made it seem like it was a copy. It was like, oh, like this is literally the same exact beat. Like, and it was also, I think for me, it was an avoidable beat. Like Poe could have easily just like, Hit it like somewhere or something, just something else. Yeah, and that's our MacGuffin, right? Huh? That's our MacGuffin. I think. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see that because I was going to say that like Luke was like the MacGuffin, but the, this whole 
plan to find him and the information stored on the droids is also part of that plan. So, yeah, I'd say that the droids are included in that same MacGuffin to yeah. find Luke. Wait, what's MacGuffin? It, it's like the the item or the, the the idea that basically drives the motivation of the characters. And so it it's like has, yeah, no the, impact on the story. Yeah, like the ring in Lord of the Rings is the MacGuffin. Gotcha. Yeah. It's it's really apparent in Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Psycho. Have you seen that or no? Uh, what's the MacGuffin? Uh, the money. Oh yeah. And it ends up getting thrown away like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but Lu- I think Lucas is the first one to say that the MacGuffin shouldn't be a throwaway like plot device. It could be an element in the story, which is R two D two, or I don't know, BB eight in this case. Yeah. Speaking of BB-8, I think we were mentioned earlier about how this movie kind of felt like a cash grab, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a what a droid! Like, did uh, they couldn't have like made anything like more more marketable to to kids, right? Like, drink because this- <laughs> just just like the way that it like it interacts with the world, the fact it looks like a like a look, it looks like a toy, like the. <laughs> It looks like a toy. It's like a freaking soccer ball. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it feels like completely impractical to the world that it exists in. Yeah, for real. And I was gonna say, like, it's not a he's not a MacGuffin because he's there to sell toys. I was drinking water. You, I was going to do a spit take. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, all of all over your boots. Goodness, I was gonna say it earlier. <laughs> I will say though, crash cash grab aside, the fact that they made like an actual usable toy version of that, I think it's pretty. That's awesome. pretty dope. Okay. <laughs> I still don't understand how that works. How does that yeah. top part stay on top without fucking rolling with the rest of the ball, dude? That is some. That is some I, magic. I, it they they made like an actual one, right? Like yeah, my boss has one, or my ex boss has one. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, because what was what's the because Disney just started doing all kinds of like. Star Wars celebrations or whatever, and I think the first one they actually rolled that because everybody thought it was CG from the trailer, and they actually rolled out a BB-8 onto the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was eight of them for this production. I think one of them they just had a guy in a green suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could like oh. control it. yeah. There's different versions. Yeah, there's different versions of it. Pretty darn cute. He's pretty dope. I like him in this movie. Yeah, you got you got cut by the marketing team. I did, I did, but I never fought, but I never fought it. I never fought that drone uh, remote thing. Do I have twenty Kylo Ren masks? Yes, I do, but I don't have a BB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think pretty solid uh, introduction of all our characters right in the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, everyone has a pretty good character introduction. Mm-hmm. I'm excited by this new cast, honestly. Yeah, I wonder how the other two are going to have to come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen then? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm really trying to commit to the to the to our to our format. Hey, I wonder what the title is. I don't even. Know. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next adventures. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, yeah, I just remember being really excited about this cast, uh, and 
uh, especially watching it, what was was what is another moment? Oh, they finally escape. They crash onto Jakku because Poe needs to go get uh, BB-8, and then I thought that was weird that uh, Poe is just gone. The only thing that like kind of explains it to me is that Poe, not Poe, Finn, uh, he parachuted down, and like if you're high enough, then yeah, sure yeah, 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 you could definitely. But he found the Tie Fighter. That's why I think like the the reentry of Poe was more confusing because it was like yeah, the kinda, oh, I'm, I'm back at it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just already has a new X-wing fighter and put me in, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> He's already he already he already went and got brought back help. Mm-hmm. Brought help there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless he yeah, unless they explained it more and he paid his way to get it back to the resistance, maybe. That's all I can think of. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It just he just made it seem like he had no connections in Jakku. Because he tells BB-8, go as far away as you can. He didn't say, like, go to the outpost and this quad. It was like, it's a whole ass planet. Like, imagine if I draw somebody off, like, in New York, and I'm like, just keep walking. <laughs> like, I'll find you. <laughs> 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 yeah, that confused me when I saw that. I was like, you, like, you can escape. Like, you don't, everybody's dying. Like, yeah, they do seem to find people really quickly in a galaxy. Mm-hmm. Or the First Order just has that many eyes. Yeah, skipping to the ending, like they literally, when they first land on the planet, they just happen to be on the side of the planet where Luke is, the one island. They just, they just find him there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if the map was like that specific, like go to this specific island. Like it felt like they just knew the planet and then boop, land 10 seconds later, boom, there he is. Yeah. I guess it's really easy for people to find each other in this galaxy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> what they didn't show, oh, what they didn't show was like the, the five hours race spent. Ray finds uh, BB-8, right? She finds BB-8 and then uh, they, become, they become friends immediately. And then, yeah, Finn finds his way. Finn just finds a settlement and then he just finds BB-8, right? Really? That's really it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie moves along very quickly. Mm-hmm. What is the span of the time from beginning to end? It feels like just a few days, not even a week. Oh, like the in movie time? Yeah. Well, like two days. Honestly, right? Yeah. But that's what yeah. a new hope feels like too, right? It feels like literally yeah. Luke's Luke's life changes with overnight. Traveling with death. I mean, for when they were trying to get to Alderaan, it felt like it took a while. While they're hyper driving or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are hyper They're like practicing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Bored. They're just talking about the force. Yeah. At least judged by that, it felt like it looked took longer mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one does feel faster, at least mm-hmm. point A to point B. Oh, okay. Because then Finn finds Ray, BB 8 with Ray, and then BB 8 like tells something to uh, Ray, and then Ray starts. Hunt just starts charging after Finn. Yeah, because was oh yeah, because it came off like at first like she was in trouble. Yeah, the one guy wants he wanted the Troy just mm-hmm. for parts. Yeah, and she denied it. So then the guy she got into a fight with two other guys. Yeah, because I think they first order put out a call for that droid. Yeah, yeah, but it came off more like he was just wanted the parts in general. Or to me, it did. I think that was like a plot point in. A New Hope as well, right? That uh, I think yeah. it, I don't know if it was R two and C three PO that were 
gonna get scrapped for parts or something, but yeah, they were. Luke ended up taking them in. Yeah, because the one robot bus. Oh yeah, first. that's right. He just blows up. And they take R two. Yeah, or whatever. C three PO convinced them to take R two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a huge a huge criticism of uh, Daisy Ridley's character Ray uh, being a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever hear about that? No. Yeah. A Mary Sue is like when they pretty much just don't have any real challenges. Like they execute them easily on the first try. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like plot armor, pretty much. Yeah. Someone is basically perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No flaws, no errors. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I love Daisy Ridley and I love the idea of this character, but I'll be honest, I agree with those criticisms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, because I, I literally like, because I remember like having that criticism in my mind the first time I saw it. Oh, okay. And so when I was rewatching it, I literally like went out of my way to like track out her challenges and see how she executed them. And here they are. She easily fights off the BB-8 invaders. Uh, she flies the Falcon with no significant struggle, like in terms of the chasing, like just easily flies that bitch and causes them all to crash, except for that one. Um, she bypasses the compressor, uh, which I feel like, like, and that's when like the the Falcon is like struggling, and uh, what was it, Han Solo and her like trying to figure out what's wrong with it, and she kind of like just really quickly found out what's wrong with it. I feel like that moment was specifically designed to be a Mary Sue moment, which surprises me. Um, she beat Kylo Ren's mind games really quickly. She controlled the guards really quickly. She's never touched a lightsaber and outduels Kylo Ren. Um, that's all I found. But like, uh, I, I hate the term Mary Sue just because I feel like it implies it relates specifically to her being like a female that makes her a Mary Sue. So I don't like the actual term, but I do agree that this character has no issue with her her struggles. Yeah, that's true. I never never really looked at it that way, but I think you're absolutely right. I think I heard about a similar term, but it had to do with like um usually like white men in action movies. Like you're 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 like John Wick types that just like I forget what what they call it it's also like tom cruise in mission impossible like where they're just like in like completely invincible and like can do like the most like insane tasks like no experience first try pretty much i don't know if it's the official term they just call it gary sue oh yeah it's the official term. yeah I, I, i've heard of uh gary snooze <laughs> gary snooze yeah uh well like it's like that but it's boring mm-hmm. like uh john mcclain in the new diehards gotcha. like, well, no one has to be worried about him at all they use the term plot armor a lot for especially like batman he has a lot of plot armor but yeah he needs to get his back broken more often <laughs> <laughs> but even then he does like three push-ups and then he's good <laughs> yeah and there's and there's no sense of time too either in that movie that last act. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I do like uh, Daisy Ridley's Ray char- as character, and it was kind of weird uh, going back to it and then realizing like because I I didn't realize that honestly for myself, Aaron. But when I started hearing about it, I was just like, oh shoot, that's right. She has no like 
moment of weakness or ever a moment where she really feels overwhelmed. The only moment I can think of is when she has those premonitions later in the cantina. Mm-hmm. She's kind of scared of confronting herself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I love the idea of her character. Like, I love her design. I think Daisy really does a great job. And, like, I don't blame her at all. Like, she didn't write the character. Um, yeah, no, that's that, that's a big uh, thing we got to distinguish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like a little bit of struggle. And, like, I, I, I kind of feel like she really kind of took Bo's place a bit after the crash. Because it was, like, the main reason why Finn wanted her was because he didn't know how to fly, and she did. And, I don't know, I just kind of, they kind of took a real, like, background character moment after that crash. And I feel like he was such an interesting character to be in with that I was kind of sad he went away. Yeah. He is really thirsting over Ray. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Finn. Yeah. It's pretty instantaneous, too. I mean, the only thing I could think of is he hasn't really met anybody like her in general. He's been a soldier his whole life, I guess. Yeah. It's only excuse I could think of. <laughs> My boy was thirsty in two different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was also very, like, she definitely did not reciprocate those feelings, which I respect, that it wasn't just, like, a forced love thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was pretty silly in contrast to her, huh? Yeah, he definitely felt like a more of a comedic character than, than Ray did. Which kind of yeah. sucks. His like intro was very serious. Yeah. Right? That's why that's how his character won me over because I was just like, oh wow, he's gonna be a PTSD suffering um stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just kind of gets over it pretty quick. He's like after that battle, it just never really comes up again. <laughs> And he's like so willing to fight for the other side. And like we mentioned, I mean, the whole, it all started when he witnessed his fellow stormtrooper get massacred. And then all of a sudden he just joins the, the other side that, that massacred them. So I don't know. I, that was, that was like the one thing that I, I, I generally disliked about the, the direction of the movie. It was just like, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> just thought of it now but it would have been better if ray was the more free-spirited character she's literally mm-hmm. by herself yeah most of the time you know yeah. just had like the more goofy side you know she's maybe she doesn't take it oh yeah serious, yeah why yeah because she could have literally been a free spirit like ah, oh, we don't have food today okay well whatever yeah exactly. mm-hmm. i like that attitude you know and then yeah. finn should have been the more serious character it was like let's get this objective done you know, maybe she's just like playing around with him, mm-hmm. or just messing with him. Like she takes away. a detour. She ends up. Yeah, and then he's like, he's the one being all serious. Like, where are you going? And shit mm-hmm. like that. That would have been better. Yeah. I think that I think that goes back to what we were saying about this being like a safe movie. And since Star Wars hadn't had a female protagonist up to this point, I mean, besides like Leia, but she's kind of like a secondary character. I think that they wanted to play it safe by basically making Ray like invincible and very like focus driven which is not a bad thing unto itself but they eliminate like any flaws so she doesn't feel really relatable she's just kind of like a perfect character yeah and and the people that do feel relatable to her are pretty delusional (laughs) so it's like perfect like me 
You do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because uh, I mean, there's another moment when she kind of feels overwhelmed when they go. I mean, I know we're jumping around, but still, uh, those big nasty monsters that are just there. Oh, the, like the whatever those are called, wrath roars or whatever. Something like that. I, I don't. We don't care, nerds. Nerds. <laughs> the Wikipedia. <laughs> the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear. I hear them typing in the comments right now, dude. Um. Um. Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like we're saying, like almost borderline uh, misogynistic things, kind of about Ray. But this is gonna be the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called a rectum. <laughs> You're not pronouncing Jakku right. <laughs> Yeah. In the native tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. This will be the last time. Yeah. That and uh, when the cantina is, uh, is attacked and she runs away. Uh, yeah. That's like literally the only thing, but that feels like, but that feels like plot points though more. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I love the idea of the character and I love, I love the idea of a female lead. Just give her some flaws. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Because it makes me want to root for her more yeah. mm-hmm. and overcome those challenges. But anyway, yeah, they leave in the uh, Millennium Falcon. That's a pretty cool moment. I don't think I like J.J. Abrams' direction. I like, I don't know. All or what do you mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I just that shot of the Millennium Falcon going straight up and then it actually ends up being upside down and then turning. I don't know. The whole sense of energy and speed—it just—it just kind of confused me more than it did hyped me up. Oh, like the actual physics behind. Yeah. The momentum, and yeah, I can see that. Are we introduced to to Han Solo after after, after the scene? After that, yeah. yeah. That's, what to, to, that's what I'm trying to go back to chronological order. Yeah. Okay. He didn't have he didn't have the Falcon, right? Was he, he was trying no. to get it back? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah he was so. trying came off like it. Yeah. But did he like lose it in like a gambling debt or something like that? Yeah, because what well, the first thing he said was like where like where did you get it? And he was like on Jakku and and he was like on the western front like and then he turns to Chewie he's like I told you we should have checked like mm-hmm. and and Chewie's just like me <laughs> was it was it really never explained like why he didn't have it? Well, it, it just, made it sound like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like, I said, he, he, like, he got stolen. like he got stolen or he lost it, which is, pretty, yeah, just it was like, like I, yeah, which honestly feels on brand with his character. <laughs> he would just lose the Millennium Falcon. Hold on, mm. Han Solo's entire like where he's at 30 years later feels pretty on brand with Han Solo, yeah, he's divorced. <laughs> <Lay> <laughs> He went back to smuggling, and he lost the Millennium Falcon. Just, just you know, and he still gets in trouble. <laughs> Typical middle-aged divorcee energy. <laughs> like, how are you having like a late uh, life crisis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already pretty old up to this point. He's still out there trying to be a bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, the we see Chewie and Han the first time that tickled my heartstrings. I don't know about you guys now. Yeah, first time I was like excited, or first it was time. nice. And I was, just, I was gonna say, even then, it's like bringing up all that stuff earlier. It's like it, I, I 
they, they definitely did a Han Solo good in this one. Yeah, they sure. did. They did. It was definitely the more entertaining character uh, of the returning characters. Yeah, yeah. The return, especially yeah. the returning. Yeah. yeah, I think it would have been really cool if they didn't advertise his character's return. Yeah, so like it would have spiked you up so much more. It would be nice if a lot of trailers did that. Just hit a lot of their biggest plot points. Yeah, and he doesn't show up till like the last third of the movie yeah, in Blade but, Runner. I think he might be mentioned in between there, but I mean, you don't see his face till like they reference, yeah, like what's his face, Edward James almost character. Spoiler alert for 2049. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, they don't know what that is. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Another sci fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> what you know what? Let's fuck them up right now. Solaris. They don't know what that is. Solaris. <laughs> Solaris. Like the the airline company. Volaris. Star Wars fans. It's, right? it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be better than two thousand one. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, we we've we've derailed <laughs> derailed from the Han Solo conversation. Okay, let's go back to Han Solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when you talk about a um, criterion, I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy to be here, guys. <laughs> I need to <laughs> um yeah, uh, yeah. What did you guys feel about Han Solo and Chewie? I mean, it was it was cool to see them back, but like Aaron said, if they hadn't um, advertised it, yeah, I feel like it, the their reappearance would have been a lot more a lot more hype. Maybe not not as meaningful necessarily, but I think it would have been played up to the audience a lot better. Yeah, well, I guess the Millennium Falcon was the first like big reaction. Yeah. Everybody in the theater, everybody erupted clapping when the Millennium Falcon came up. Yeah, oh, yeah. once two, well, those guys showed up. Yeah, it, felt like it, it was, was way bigger. It was way bigger. Divert, divert, yeah. Diverts, yeah, whatever, never mind. Diversion? No. <laughs> Which one? It deserved the love. Oh, okay, it was deserving. Yeah, deserved love. Yeah, you good. Aaron, did you feel that way or, yeah, kind of? About what? Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was excited. I, I was really curious how, like, how he's going to play on solo again, just because it's an older version of the character. And, and it's, it feels weird. It's like the he, like, just because of age, he genuinely looks different, but like the attitude is the exact same. So yeah. I thought that was really neat. Chewie has an anxious day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chewie's looking great. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny seeing them because it was just like I, they, that banter. I was okay, really okay with. Yeah, that felt mm-hmm. natural. That felt really natural in character. Um, I think the the what made me laugh so hard was uh, the moment where they were like, uh, well, in the second time, the second time viewing it recently or this recent rewatch, uh, that he just admitted like, yeah, we have wrapped Thor, Thor's uh, on board, and Finn is like, what? How did you like? How did you get them on board? Like. Like we used to have a bigger crew, and then Chewie's mm-hmm. like, mm, just, he just <laughs> I, I thought about that moment when he invited Ray to be on his crew. I was like, 
You just lost like 20 guys. What are you? That sounds like Yeah. Um, yeah, what's it called? Yeah, yeah. Then um, they they get harbored or no? Uh, what's it called? Uh, two gangs, a gang, whatever they're called, and then the other gang, whatever they're called. Yeah. I kind of wish they were more yeah. involved a bit, just because it was like implied that they were going to be. Because that one guy, the leader, survived, and he was like, hey, "Locate the first order or whatever." So, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that was actually a nice use of that. And then, like, uh, it was actually pretty funny when Han Solo was trying to talk his way out of it. And then we have the moment where, uh, oh, the, when the, it, like, it gets serious, like, they're, like, and the First Order is looking for a BB-8 unit that looks just like that one. And BB-8 just, like, rolls behind Han's leg. <laughs> <laughs> the whole sequence was generally entertaining on it. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to dislike it. Really? Watch it. Yeah, I was just like, this is going to be annoying. It's the point of this, but it's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I thought I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be because I had like, I didn't love it, but I I did like it. So I thought I had like fond memories associated with it. So I thought rewatching it was just gonna ruin those memories, but it it was actually lived up to how I remember it exactly. Did you guys recognize that there's two cameos? I know about one of them, the James Bond one. Oh uh, no, about that specific scene. Which scene? Uh, that scene with the where uh, they're cornering uh, the two okay. gangs are cornering Han Solo. No, they're um, I have to look at their names, but they are, and we're gonna play a little game about this too. Cool. At the end of the at the end of the yeah, um, because there are this is the first Star Wars uh, game or this is the first Star Wars movie ever. So after like how many years, whatever. Uh-huh. So, like, everybody wanted to be in it, so there's all kinds of cameos, but, uh, okay, there it is. Yeah, Yaya Ruhian and Iko Uwais. They're from the raid. The raid? Was that the, was that a Japanese movie? The Indonesian. uh, It's Indonesian? Indonesian uh, martial arts movie. That's like the first, like, mainstream. That's their big, cameo. yeah. That's their big first that's mainstream really cameo. Impressive, honestly, though. It, I, it surprised the shit out of me when I saw it in theater. I was like, what? I feel like we were both jealous. We were, we were surprised by <laughs> we, that. Yeah. And every, all the other like, dumb references. <laughs> oh, yeah. We that. were excited about that. We were like, what the heck? Our boys from the Raider here? What? Yes. Like, solo? Who cares? Holy shit. No, that's honestly like a nice and impressive. Like they got more attention. That JJ Abrams did that. Too. Yeah, like just gave those guys a shout out. Yeah. Awesome. I, are you looking it up, uh, Alex? I was I was trying to see if the if it was the movie that I that I watched like a while ago. I don't know if it was the Raid or the Raid Two. The, the, I don't know if it has the, the same cast or not. The, it's the it's the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Then I then I probably would have recognized it, but I don't remember. Um, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, uh, Aaron. It's like the cops one, right? Like the insane choreography cop movie, yes. Uh, in, in the tower or whatever, the apartment complex, yeah. That one, yeah. The guy on the right visually is the lead cop, and the uh, the guy that was talking to Han is the, the guy, the short guy that ends up being the final boss wow. that has to be defeated by two guys. Cool. And Yayan Ruhian is also the guy that's in John Wick 3. Oh, yeah. Both of them, right? No, oh, no, no. 
the did you guys see John Wick three? Yes, but I don't remember very much about it. <laughs> I love these conversations with Aaron. No. You just like like record me saying no and just play it every time. Auto. No. 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 Um yeah, I know that the, the choreographer for John Wick, the John Wick series is the same one from the Raid one, right? If I'm not mistaken. Huh? Isn't the, the choreography for the choreographer of the John Wick series is the same one from the Raid movies, right? Uh, I don't think so, because the, the guy, uh, uh, Yayan Ruhian, is the, choreographer, is the choreographer of the Raid movies. Oh. I think the choreographer of John Wick is just the director, right? Yeah, because he's a stuntman. Yeah, because he was a stuntman. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of yeah. There's going to be a lot of crossplay here in the moment. Um, uh, Yaya Ruhian is uh, the guy in John Wick Three when they fight a samurai with the last guy, whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have a game at the end of the at the end of the. Oh, sorry. Did you look? Or no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw the answers. Yeah, because there's all kinds of cameos, right? In the movie. You just said yeah, one. They're all, they're all like hidden though. I think it's really Yeah, good. they're all hidden, yeah, straight up. So it's gonna be interesting uh to to uh to see if anybody can get most of these. Alrighty. Uh we're back. We just did a little break. Uh say after the whole Ragnar, whatever the hell they're called. Mm-hmm. That's when we get introduced by Snoke. Yes. Get that little twist reveal. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, how do you guys feel about snow? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the the whole reveal, like immediately, I'm like, this dude's the emperor. Like, there's no, there's no way this guy's not the emperor. I don't know why they're calling him Snoke. Like, I was just so convinced. Like at that point, I was like, you know what? I've seen enough movies. I think I know Star Wars enough. Like, that's 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 him, officer. That's him right there. That's that's the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Will I ever find out? I don't know, dude. We'll have to wait for, we'll have to wait for the next movies. I just realized what I was asking. This <laughs> introduction is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, um, I remember like I think I don't know because it was like he kept mentioning that he was like from the past and that kind of stuff. So part of me was really hoping he was Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He had like similar scars and shit. I'm like, that's gotta be nice. But, <laughs> but, I don't know. I think... oh, that would have been amazing. Because <laughs> he got electrocuted and and struck down, right? Yeah, his heart, he had his arm chopped off, and he was never. Like, they never found the body. No. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Like my big, I think a big is this. This movie is really enjoyable, but I think one of the big issues I have with the movie overall is most of the reveals just aren't emotionally compelling because they don't really do them at the right time, I guess. And Snoke, I think for me, it was just kind of like, he literally just showed up in a scene. You know, there was no real like emotional reveal for him, even though he's a, he going to be a really important character. Um, and like, I don't know, like, I think of like, like, for like Kylo taking off his mask. I think the first time he should have taken it off could have been, in front of his dad, because no, there was no reason for him to take it off in front of Ray. Yeah, like, I don't know, just those kinds of reveals. I'm just kind of like, like, 
they're not emotional, but they could have been if you just waited a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think maybe the reason why they took it off, especially around that time with Snow, was just to show that he's still young and he's obviously or yeah. <clears throat> explained like his rage, like that's why he's still he's still not fully matured as a not only as an adult but as a as a Sith warrior either. Yeah, the entire cast looks like babies. Mm -hmm. They're pretty young, yeah. Besides the returning characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the exception of Chewie, of course. Oh yeah, Chewie looking. <laughs> Chewie looks really. Chewie looking really good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but yeah, um, that's also the scene where they reveal Kylo's connection to Han, right? Like, yes. That's what I'm yeah. Did they just like flat out say like? Yeah, just. I think Snoke asked him if he's like, can are you able to execute? The mission or something like with with your father so i don't know i don't remember the exact lines but it felt like that could have been another moment where where you had like darth vader and luke in episode five you know like i am your father like kind of reveal but i don't know yeah. like with with this with this one it was just like flat out like there it is like there was no real build up and it was just kind of hey Hans your, Hans, your dad, right? It's like, you do you good? I'm like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. The Empire Strikes Back uh, twist in the first one. It, because up to that point in that movie, you were led to believe that Darth Vader killed Luke's father. Mm -hmm. And you find out that Obi-Wan lied to Luke. And then he was like, oh, my God. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a big, it was a better reveal in, in that one and this one. But again, like, I guess you had the constraint that Han wasn't going to be in the next movie. So you had to you had to get it over with in the first one. You couldn't do a two episode wait like like they did in the original trilogy. That was something weird about this movie, especially considering today's uh, social media climate. Is that people were literally making theories by guessing by making theories by looking at who was in the cast for the next yeah. movie. And they did the same thing with Avengers too. It's like, Oh, like this guy's contract is up. Like, everyone's like talking about the contracts and it's like, you know what? He can't, it's not going to be in any more movies because his contract's up. Yeah. Or they're not going to so, die. They have five more movies. Or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember that uh, vividly with, uh, but I remember that also hearing that they started lying about who was in the cast too. To try to throw off any people to guess. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I don't get. Like when celebrities get interviewed, like, why don't they just lie? Like, they're like, <laughs> oh, like, like, do you do you die in this movie? And they're like, gee, I wonder how I should answer this question. <laughs> I just lie. Nope. <laughs> so, what's the moment after? Uh, just the cantina, right? Before that, they're like they're still in. I think they're traveling there. Same yeah, thing that's right. That's before, right. But and I think that's when they reveal the little map, and that's when Han Solo opens up about him mm, knowing yes. about Luke and the yeah. history they had together. And it's all true. Yeah, he says that so earnestly too, mm -hmm. because I still remember him like being all backhanded about the Force and A New Hope. I've been from this side of the galaxy to the and I've never seen it. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Obi-Wan's just being like, mm, okay. 
You get the the introduction of um who who's the character that has the, the lightsaber? Maz Katana. Maz, yeah. And that's one of my notes too, that a moment she says, but I also want to talk. Oh, just, go a for it, go for it. just a meme, but the part where they finally get there and she's all like, I've never seen so many green. It's a green screen. Oh, yeah. I've never seen so many green. I've never seen so many green. It's a green screen. He's on Jakku. Whatever that planet is. Whatever. Just special effects. <laughs> Not that impressive. <laughs> right. um, I love that, like, we're right, like, within, like, two minutes of them being, like, on the planet, a spy is like, oh, we found them. Yeah. Right <laughs> up. <Just real> quick. <clears throat> and, the Empire has eyes everywhere. Yeah, and two different people, right? The little droid and the woman. I thought yeah. it was going to be, like, uh, more of those gang members. Mm-hmm. I thought one of them was going to, was one of them was a spy working for the first store and i thought the other one was like an associate that was like we found han and then it was going to be like an interesting like three-way uh fight or something yeah where the gang members are there first and then and then the empire shows up or the first order shows up sorry that's been cool yeah because then the first of all the cantina wouldn't have been destroyed in half a second yeah that that just confused me I was like jesus it's so fast mm-hmm and the fact that there's like innocent people in there too. Yeah, there's just people hanging out. They just, I guess they got massacred because you don't even see them fighting back. No, they don't fight back at all. <laughs> Either they just ran away or they just fucking, yeah, died immediately. Yeah, because <clears throat> you, you did you guys notice that about the cantina after the cantina scene? I just remember that when they get out or like they get up from that basement area, it's just completely destroyed, like flattened out. It's like, what happened to all the people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It would have been cool that like uh, they cornered Han or whatever, but like instead of whatever the Greedo guy, it's like a gang of them or whatever. A gang of Greedos? No, not a gang of Greedos. No, <laughs> that would have been sick. They Did all, Han, all and then Han shoots first. <laughs> yeah, just a dozen of them. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. But they had like a like a bar fight in there, you know. That'd been cool. A shootout, <clears throat> and then you know maybe an explosion happens and crumbles the building, and they have to leave or whatever. Oh yeah, like before, yeah, got them all. Yeah, before, yeah, like because if, because if the first order shows up, it's over. They're not. If the gang shows up afterwards, they're like, mm, no, we're not dealing with that. Like the more interesting is like maybe the the first order comes in like all professionally and telling people, hey, get out of here. You know, oh, empty like yeah, but mm-hmm. maybe the bar, the, the whatever the customers oh. start fighting back. Oh, that'd like, be oh, cool. Fuck the yeah, first, fuck order. The first order. Yeah, that'd be cool. And, then, and that's how it gets the maybe half the people get killed yeah. or massacred. You know, yeah, good way to show that. Yeah, 
half them are gone. Did they did they make it seem like it was like a CD place too? A CD place? Well, yeah, like a seat, like a CD grimy place. I don't know what a CD place is. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, where do you use it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on. Okay, let me give you the definition. Sorted and disreputable. I never would have guessed that. CD. like a low life kind of place. Yeah, like like the first one, like in the New Hope, where it's just like low life, like a saloon kind of vibe. So not mean. Yeah. Did you guys kind of get that feeling or no? Yeah. Not like as good as the first one, but definitely like it was obvious that they were copying the cantina. So in yeah. that sense, yeah. Unless it's just the same thing like discriminating aliens or something, mm-hmm. observe race of people. Oh, that's right. They didn't kick out the droids. Yeah, that's the only difference. No droids allowed. Bar fight while yeah. they're yeah. Like, yeah, there wasn't even a bar fight. When they walk in or something. Yeah. Or somebody getting tossed out oh, yeah. as they're walking in. So what kind of place is this? It's just an alien getting thrown out. Or <laughs> 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 a droids allowed sign. So we had we had the vision and Ray sees um Yeah. It was she sees the vision of Snoke and also Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren uh, herself as a child. Oh yeah, yeah. Her parents are just like leaving the planet. The hallway that, the hallway like, that looks like the like an empire. Empire. Mm-hmm. It's like a corridor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think this this vision was actually necessary? Like, what? Like, does it serve a larger purpose? Like in the story? I actually think it kind of ruins another a later scene because I feel like that this vision scene implies that Ray is somehow like force, like yeah, you know, capable and that kind of stuff. And so for me, that completely ruins the reveal of her getting the lightsaber, like when it flies past Finn. Mm-hmm. So at that point, oh, yeah. Yeah. and even before that too doesn't she uh escape using using the the jedi mind tricks as well so it was kind of like oh no i i i understand what you're saying like there there could have been like a reveal of her like being like of like using the force to to get the lightsaber but even before that she like just becomes like force active like and knowledgeable out of nowhere like like we were we were bringing up earlier how she just kind of doesn't really need to struggle to gain anything. Like in the original trilogy, Luke had to do his training with Yoda and like all this stuff. And she's just kind of like, you will let me go and leave the door open. And then, bam, works. <laughs> the force awakens in her. Okay, dude. Okay, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> Good meeting, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> that has been Cinema Studs, everyone. Thanks for watching. <laughs> That's how we end it. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit that and just throw in the outro music right there. <laughs> That'd be the the Kirby enthusiasm theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I agree with Aaron. I it didn't need to. the The whole premonition, uh, put it really put me off watching it again. I feel like they could have done like a quick like flash of like a like a vision, but the fact that they had like this whole little sequence where she's like going from like scene to and, scene, and yeah, I don't know. And like it's scaring her would have been nice. Just that. Mm-hmm. And not understanding what she saw either. 
Mm-hmm. Like I saw another saber and I saw a figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Show don't tell. Yeah. Show. Yeah. The whole montage was just telling us this is what happened. Damn. It was telling us. It was more telling huh, than it was showing. Yeah. yeah it would have been better. Yeah. Or even just describing it. Obviously the that would have been way more it. interesting. After she takes the lightsaber, like immediately after, or like, I don't know exactly what the timing was, but outside there's, there's fighting, right? Like the, the canteen has been destroyed or is that later? No. Oh, the, she rejects the lightsaber. She rejects the lightsaber. She runs away. Yes. Yeah, she runs yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Into the forest. Because I think, uh, what's her face? Ma Kanata is like trying to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think she's aware. Uh, she's force sensitive. She, yeah. So Somehow she's, like, she's aware. Because she's like 900 years old. She's like a thousand years old, yeah. Just real quick, I did like that dialogue with Makana. She says, like, that she's because she's been alive so many years, she's seen the same face over and over, but with, mm. or the same expression with different faces, basically. Oh. I found that interesting. I actually like that little bit of dialogue. Yeah. You know? It's actually interesting. Yeah, we don't see a lot of characters that are just like a millennial old time. A millennia? Well, I think, well, like Chewbacca, I think same thing. Oh, Chewbacca is like hundreds of years. Like, yeah, like, I think like, yeah, a character can actually talk. That's true, like Yoda. Yeah. In complete sentences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the part when they, the whole backstory, how she got the lightsaber. Did you guys catch that? About oh. how Ray got the lightsaber? No. no. That's her face. Maz Kanata. Oh, we're like, they ask her how, and she's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, or he's like, another time. Yeah, it's like, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? That put me out of the movie, too. <laughs> and being aware that <clears throat> they didn't plan this, that was like, I think you said it. it was like, I that was like a, the, the, the screenwriter just left there and they forgot. Like <laughs> that was that was like very literal where it was like like they'll figure this out in the next movie and then they'll never go back to it i mean we don't know what happens in the next movie we don't know we're not sure maybe maybe they'll bring it up in the next movie who knows maybe moss is snoke <laughs> maybe moss is snoke yeah um but yeah that that one totally made me throw my head back and laugh <laughs> i thought that was hilarious <laughs> like I saw it coming too. I was like, "There's no way she tells them." Like, there's there's no explanation for this, right? Yeah, and then uh, they run after her, or whatever, or no, or do they get attacked? The they get attacked. They yeah. get attacked. Okay, they're fighting. Yeah, them. I think while it was happening, or just before the battle, is when the um, what do they call it? The 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 new Death Star. What was it called? Oh, that's what happened. Finn is about to leave, and he's trying to convince him to stay. That's what happens. Yeah. And that's when they launched that. New that's right. That's the big bump, which is a lot of deaths. So you have to take out like four planets simultaneously, right? It was five. Yeah. Five yeah. planets simultaneously. Five. Like, that's way more than I think any of the trilogies have ever done. Deaths of any trilogy. Ever done. Yeah. They got like two in. It's serious, too, the way they executed that whole scene. Yeah. You get to see it from some people's perspective at one point, just like laser coming for you. Yeah, like it's just the light just like 
getting more intensified, and then it got so bright it just turned into white or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Like the overblown highlight uh, photo. Mm-hmm. DJ Abrams was like, "Ooh, lens flare." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely ready. He was super ready. excited for that scene. <laughs> like cutting, there's like cut scenes of all the other all the other planets too. <laughs> A really cool shot in that moment was um. When like Arlo sees the laser like cross the galaxy, that was a nice shot. Another lens flare scene, appropriate lens. Flare. <laughs> it was weird. Like how how did they organize that? Oh yeah, that that was that was a little weird. It looked like one beam. Yeah, and then it, just and then it split off into like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the five plants were targeted. Yeah, like they have to be like grouped near each other or something. Mm-hmm. And they waited for that specifically, like because that was the opening shot. It's just literally two planets near each other, mm-hmm. and then it literally doesn't even go to either of those planets. It goes to Jakku. Yeah, it would have been cool if, like, instead of doing the split thing, they like had the beam go through planet and then kept the one behind it. Ooh, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be, that'd be Next gnarly. Time. Next time. Fire rate, I guess. Mm-hmm. So how powerful more better it is than the original Dust. Yeah. yeah, they get attacked. And then uh, I think they get caught pretty quickly, right? Yeah. They fire a bit, they get caught, and then um and then Poe's dope uh, little entrance, re-entrance into the story yeah. kind of happens. The X-Wings show up. Yeah. They start fighting. That was pretty dope. I liked that sequence. Yeah, that was really cool. You know what it made me realize, though, is that the, the, the lasers from X-Wings are way quieter than, than lasers from a blaster. It's <laughs> like, how does that make any sense? I don't know. But that, that was a little nitpicky detail. I was just like. Never noticed how quiet the, the shot from an X-wing is compared to like a, a little blaster. <laughs> and then pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it really is. Um, what they called uh, yeah. Poe is super nice on that X-wing. Yeah, he's like the, the star pilot. He's crazy. Did he literally knock out like the guys holding them hostage? I don't remember actually. I just remember that they had them captured and then like they turn around and it was like, oh shit, X Wing's coming. And then they all just like leave the leave them alone and they just like focus on, yeah, on the shooting X- at the X Wings. Yeah, I think it was later. Yeah. yeah. But he does kill, yeah, some of the song troops in the ground. It's weird. I don't know, he, I, he has really good I need that guy on my squad on Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need that kind of aerial support. Mm-hmm. Um, they they end up um, defeating like the stormtroopers and setting them free, but Kylo Ren ends up escaping with Ray, right? Yeah. Do they yeah. not chase after him, or I don't remember how that sequence goes. Oh, they. I, I remember that like Finn sees her and he like yeah. like calls out to her, but they don't do anything. They just kind of like, literally nothing happens. It's just yeah. a dramatic, um, nice sweeping shot of Finn chasing after Ray. Oh. What do the X-Wings do at that point? Are they just like flying in the air still? Yeah, I think there's still uh, some air support. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man, because Paul looked like he knocked out 12 in that one <laughs> single like 
sweep. I think backups. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's. Oh, maybe yeah. I just remember. Yeah, I just just. Yeah, they don't go. I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting moment with uh, Finn. No, not Finn. Uh, Ray and Kylo. The sequence I just remember is it's kind of like a chase scene, huh? It's just yeah. like them, or like you, you get a sense that she's being followed in the forest, mm-hmm. and then he kind of just like force locks her like in place, mm-hmm. that, which was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, like it looked like they sold it pretty well. Uh, from like her being frozen, mm-hmm. like I think it was literally just just acting. Like it wasn't some like CGI trick, but like the way that she like froze and kind of like had like a slight wobble to it. Yeah, but yeah. They yeah. they play that off really well, and then just kind of knocks her out with like a wave of a hand. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was so good too. He like easily just like carried her. Like yes, I forget how freaking like like uh just massive he is compared to her. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver's pretty tall, right? He's like six. Yeah. Yeah. And then what and then what happened after that? Oh. The big reunion. Okay, finally you get to see the rebel resistance and uh Carrie Fisher's reentrance into into the universe, I guess. That I felt really awkward watching her interact with Han Solo. Like <laughs> like just like it was like it was like I felt like they had like so much to say to each other and like they didn't oh, say yeah. like anything at all. <laughs> like literally it was like the it was like small talk the whole time. It's like, oh you good? It's like, yeah, I've been good. It's like you look kind of shitty. <laughs> Same jacket? <laughs> like, no, nah, new jacket. Okay. <laughs> it felt like like a PTA meeting where like, like son, our son, our son. <laughs> yeah, they just bring him up so like nonchalantly and they're just like or he just like oh i saw our son and then he's like they just like felt bad about how they sent him away mm-hmm. <laughs> like i really wish they would go into more detail about like why they sent him i mean they talked about like wanting to have luke train him but then how he ends up with snoke is just like some some mystery i guess big mystery. we'll find out in the next one i guess yeah that'd be really exciting and there's like so there's a lot of unanswered questions in this first one. Yeah, I, I understand why they made uh, two more sequels now. They're gonna make. That's what you mean. They're gonna make. Gonna make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why I was. That's why I was afraid of this review. Oh, that's what I'm. <laughs> you almost messed me up, jeez. And then, <laughs> then Aaron almost messed me up too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is yeah, this is a nice moment between them. I think I think my favorite moment is when uh, Chewie is is at medical, and the lady is just like scanning him. <laughs> Chewie's talking, and she's, she's like, "Oh, he's, he's flaring her up." Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's got game, dude. <laughs> and Chewie's just talking, and she's like, "Oh, that sounds very scary." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "It's been one thousand years." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. but uh, I found I uh, I, I, I like them a lot. I, 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 yeah, that was a that was a nice slow like breathing moment within the movie where it kind of finally slowed down a little more. I feel like it was it was slow, but the the pacing right after about like their plan and the execution was so like ramped up. Like we gotta let's get let's get this uh, story moving, guys. Like they they literally had Finn come in 
explain one thing to them and they're like all right we just gotta we just gotta destroy that and we're good and they're like, all right ready let's go and like like there was like no no actual planning involved it was just like oh you destroy that oh we can go in and then bomb it cool we got the plan guys let's go i like how it was like like in the plans during the talk one guy was like if only there was like an air vent and it's been just like <laughs> <"Out of> this <laughs> And they're like, oh, there is? Fuck, let's go right now. <laughs> the moment that really that, that really set that tone, and I just I couldn't not see it anymore, was when Han was like, how do we blow it up? Just <laughs> What I didn't like, though, is that the actual execution took like... Way longer. N- no, no, no it, it took like <laughs> it took like six planes to do it. It, it was like it felt like there was no force behind the resistance. Like it was just like like just like a ragtag team of like a couple pilots, and then the four people that were on the ground took out the the entire planet destroyer. Like what? It 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 does. The resistance does feel like really has. It doesn't feel like it has a presence. Not really. Even when they were like reunited, it didn't well like three extras running in the back. Like it felt really small compared to like like episode five. We have like a whole base like on a planet. Everyone's running to escape. There's all kinds of ships and the end of the end of a new hope too, like with the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a freaking long, like yeah. The hallways. I think there was even more x-wings going into that mission than there was going to this mission and it felt like the stakes were way higher here the size of the star destroyer or not the star destroyer but the uh star the the star killer was way bigger than than death star it just it, it felt like this was their their chance to go all out like on on like the the planes the rebels and like they could have gone like all out on the visual effects and it was just like Oh, you, six six ships? Is that, is that what we're going with? <laughs> like, I don't know. It felt like they could have they could have done a lot more there. They they were immediately overwhelmed with all the fighters. Yeah, and it also like I can't compare it to the future movies, but in terms of comparing to like the past movies, um, I feel like the way they did it in was it the was it episode four where they killed the the first Death Star? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that one was more impactful because Luke was actually part of the squad. Yes. This one, it was like, oh, kind of. No names. Yeah, yeah just Poe. Yeah. But we're like literally not afraid for him because he's the best pilot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like the main focus is more on like Ray and Finn. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I've really thought of it, but maybe it would have been cool to see me like some ground trooper resistance fighters joining yeah that'd have been cool yeah they dropped yeah. off like a fleet of them or something yeah, like whatever, those pods or whatever yeah. seen and they try to distract get their attention away from them yeah exactly that would have been, been cool more yeah even more exciting honestly mm-hmm. just seeing like a little battlefield scene yeah. type fight going on that'd have been cool the reversal like hoth or whatever yeah actually that'd have been cool yeah they to rush it out. Uh, yeah they had to rush it out Maybe they'll make up for it in the, the last installment. <laughs> I love that Aaron is committing to this bit. Bit, you said? But yeah, we, uh, yeah is, is that pretty much... Oh, one of the biggest disappointments yeah. of the, the movie. The competition. 
Huh? I was gonna say Han Han and um fuck, what's his name? Kylo Ren? No, 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 no. The uh <laughs> Captain Phasma. Oh, fuck. oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I you haven't even mentioned it. <laughs> I have it on my notes. I'm like, I'm just gonna... <laughs> why did I feel like the first time I watched this movie, she had way more impact? That there's there's another cash grab right there. Make one shiny trooper happens to be female. A hey, sell the figures. Whoa. I know my roommate definitely bought looks that like, one. Looks like Boba Fett. Yeah, I think that was the point. Yeah, like a Boba Fett type character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks super dope. I think there's a shot. I don't remember if it's from this movie or the other ones. I'm sorry, I'm breaking the rule. But there's a shot of her like walking through fire. She's like literally glowing. Okay, that might be okay. Sorry. But in this one, it's literally just. I mean, she like I remember her in like the first scene. Yeah, she basically just orders the execution of the people. And then in this next one, she just gets tackled, and then (laughs) it's like. put down the shield so that we can escape and she's like oh you think you're gonna get away with it yeah <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> it, could have, it made it look even sillier that she's like sitting down typing it up <laughs> but, you know, i didn't even notice all this time watching it just how silly it ridiculous. you think you're gonna get away with it yeah <laughs> like, maybe just have her standing up at least oh my god like, no type moment. of like yeah <laughs> she doesn't even try to resist yeah. or do anything else or like Set off an alarm instead of helping them. It's just like, all right, shields are down. <laughs> you could have fought them. Yeah. yeah. No fight in her, I guess. She literally could have fought all three of them and put up a fight. And then better, yeah. and, and they outwitted her or something. And they were like, oh, what do we do with her? It's like, is there a trash chute? It's like, is there a, is there a what do they call it? A trash compactor? And it's like, you know what? There is. And then that's a, no, we don't know. Like, we don't know if it, if it does exist because they don't show us. <laughs> Basically, how they treated her character. It's like oh, they just threw her in the like, trash. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's it. That she was one of the disappointments. Clever. She doesn't show up ever again. Not meaningful to the story, at least. She wasn't. She was. She was more. She was. Yeah. She was more of a MacGuffin. Like, no, she's literally a prop. Yeah. yeah. No, that's just a prop. Yeah. A MacGuffin is too complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, uh, later on, you get the uh, they're like planting bombs on the inside to destroy. Uh, and you have Han Solo confront Kylo Ren. And just just him like walking up to him just felt weird. It what, did. It was just, he just like calls out to him and he's like, my son, it's like, come back with us. And he was like, Kylo Ren gave him like some speech about like, what do you he say? He's like, I want needing help. It's like I want. It's like I want your help or something, and then just executes him like right on the spot. And, I was, and he crazy. just drops him off, and then if it like obviously it was like supposed to like make you feel something, but the way that they executed it was just kind of like, um, like that kind of hurt. <laughs> He's watching. I, if you have seen like the original trilogy, that was like one of your favorite characters going in there. Showing like a sign of weakness, and then just you're done. I would say like Adam Driver's performance, that whole scene on the mm-hmm. screen, like it felt like he was being genuine when he told them. Like, yeah, he was, solo, like his father, basically all those feelings he had. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he obviously wasn't fully committed as Sid, mm-hmm. and you can tell like it, for me at least, it did felt like he did want it to go back, but I guess he used the whole son thing. 
as an advantage to lure him in. Yeah. At least it wasn't derivative. Yes. <laughs> I think that's our only new plot point, maybe. I mean, yeah. Just like in terms of how he killed him, it's definitely different. Yeah. But he's, he's just kind of gone after that point, right? Like, I think you get like a cutaway to uh, Princess Leia and she's just kind of like, like she like she, senses. Yeah, she senses. Kind of like takes a seat. She had, not that it, it wasn't like bad acting or anything. I just think that, I don't know. I feel like the fact that that was pretty much the only way to mourn the loss of that character was kind of sad. Like she gave, she gave a pretty good like reaction shot for what it was like, but I don't know. It just felt like they just disposed of the character and had no real rhyme or reason for doing so other than him not wanting to be in the movies anymore. So mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. Yeah. I don't, were you expecting him to die? Anybody expecting him to die or no? Um, I got spoiled. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember. Damn. I think someone at the time when it was such a big deal before the movie came out, literally some. I don't even think it was related to Star Wars, honestly. It was someone just, just put a screenshot. Oh, Jesus. There was like yeah. a lot of like. First time watching it, I was like, oh, he died. Very new. Yeah. yeah. So. There was like a lot of like random like comments like on posters saying like Han Solo dies. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I avoided all of it somehow. You know how it was spoiled for me? Someone put in global chat in in a Counter Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put Han Solo dies, and I was like, God oh. damn it! <laughs> you killed me. I'm gonna fuck up your evening. Pretty much. <laughs> T-bag body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the Chewie shoots uh, Kylo in the leg. Uh, to try to escape, he sets off the bombs that they already played. Bless you, Chewie. And he ends up, uh, he just runs away. How about just Chewie run away? He just disappears. Yeah. Yeah, what? Now that I think about it, because he doesn't show up in the fight later on with... Finn, Ray, and no. Kylo Ren. No, he's not even. Does he even pick him up when the extract? When they're like done fighting? Yeah, he, well, yeah, he's the one piling. Oh, okay. Right, right. But even then, it's like, damn, that's a really ran to get over. Guess there. so. Jeez, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, yeah, they did a good, good job. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and uh, he notices uh Finn and Ray, right? Yeah, Kylo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he chases them, and they have that fight. Yeah, he somehow gets ahead of them, even though they had a huge head start. <laughs> but uh, plot plot point aside, the the action sequence was was pretty good. I mean, yeah. the, oh man, I kind of want to get into the the Mark Hamill quote I, about the scene. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I think uh, I have. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll I'll just for for the listeners who haven't heard um, Mark Hamill talk about the scene. Uh, when Finn goes down, the lightsaber gets dropped, and it seems like no, I think it was no, 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 it was it was Finn that that gets dropped. I'm not sure where Ray is at yeah, that like, point. Uh, Ray, he Ray got knocked. He out. got she got knocked out by like the initial force oh, push. Pushed, yeah, yeah. He he throws he eats oh, yeah. the shit out of her. 
She and, went like three stories up yeah, into the yeah, you know, like all near the top of the tree. <laughs> she didn't even decline. She just kept going up. <laughs> yeah, this was the point where Mark Hamill on set was like, "This is this is the point where he should make his entrance, right? Like this is like it's like it looks like all hope is lost. Like the the two heroes are are knocked out, and there's the lightsaber like waiting for someone to grab it." It's like it's like this is this is like he he told the directors like this is where I feel like I should make my entrance and they they were just kind of like no no we got this and then Ray is the one that ends up uh, getting the lightsaber and finishing the fight and how how different would that be like to the whole story if if it was Luke Skywalker that shows up last minute I I think it would have it would have diminished it a little bit because of the whole plot point that they couldn't find him and like they were getting the map and then he just shows up kind of would have defeated that purpose. But I think fuck, all right. I can't go on into the next movies, but you know, like that would have been it that would have been a he would have had a whole different character arc and you know, like the fact that he actually shows up to save the day, like shows that Luke Skywalker still had hope and he was still the one out there trying to, you know, advance to, or destroy the First Order and whatnot. Man, I can't front. I thought that was going to happen in the movie theater. <laughs> that would have been, been awesome. <laughs> that would have been really cool. But I feel like I wasn't that mad with the way God, though. Like, I feel like my favorite part of the whole movie was Finn versus Kylo. Just because there was like, First of all, like the design of it was really cool, seeing like just pure black and like the only yeah. other two lightsabers that was sick as hell. Yeah, and then I felt like there were stakes in that fight because they kept they both just nicked each other the whole time, like got him in the shoulder, got him like in the leg, slide mm-hmm. back. Like there was actual stakes, yeah. Yeah, he was toying with Finn. Mm-hmm. Well, next to show why the the two oh yeah like, what makes that thing useful yeah because that was impressive you know, yeah because yeah. i was because do you remember that because they were like ah that's useless having two little lightsaber stubs yeah yeah and then i was like well i, I remember my my explanation when i was always like well they actually have they're actually replicating actual swords i i don't know what to do with those two extra bars but Seeing that actually, yeah, actually doing that, was yeah, against Finn, like, that, that was pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I didn't mind the idea of Ray. Yeah, I honestly thought the whole thing. I mean, as much as cool as it would have been to see Mark Hamill grab the lightsaber, I, yeah, I, I thought that would have been dumb, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the idea that, yeah, he's in hiding and like, why would he get involved? Yeah, yeah, it's him showing up literally like in a planet that he does probably never heard of. What if he ends up like leaving too immediately? Maybe that works. If he like left as soon as he saved them, or what do you mean? Yeah, or maybe like Ray is almost like near defeat, like she's exhausted, or mm, oh, and nobody has any idea what happened. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she sees like she a glimpse of yes, a glimpse of like Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker. She just sees a green lightsaber. Yeah. Like in Harry Potter, the third one, where like like he's fighting off the. The ghost thingies and like he like passes out. Oh yeah, and he has no idea like what happens. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. It, anyway, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, what the fuck? Compared, especially compared to like, yeah, I would say the fight was definitely way better, especially compared to the prequel. That one just felt like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Especially the way just how everybody jumps around so 
goofy and silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like how this one just genuinely felt so grounded and real. Yeah. yeah. You can feel like the impacts of the characters getting hit each other with the lightsabers. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Uh, Kylo Ren is like still hurt too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like, like doing that the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he was like slamming his side. <laughs> that was kind of weird, not going to lie. <laughs> he, was, he was being pretty extra about it. I liked it, but though. The, it was like, it was very angsty. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah. like on adrenaline his, or something? I don't know. Well, his yeah, pain? he's using his anger. His anger and his pain? Yeah, to yeah. make him more powerful. As a, okay. That oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but That's how I took it. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he was typed and he was he like him yelling out traitor to fan like sold that by for me. I was like, oh, this is about to come down. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted that I wanted that to be with Captain Phasma. Yeah. Earlier when he fought that one trooper with the weird about the little jewel. Yeah, whatever that was. It was like a baton and not at the same time. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, that, that should have been right? Yeah, that should have been her moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or Finn. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ray wins. All right. How does how does that fight end? It like the planet's like being destroyed and like they kind of like they get separated, right? They get like separated on two two sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's lucky that Finn got, was on her side. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> was that really just how it ended? Like, did did somebody so. like take the other one out? Like, they just well, kind of like ended up in the draw and separated. She no, she started. started. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Managed to get him a couple times. Yeah, she like poked him a few times, and then yeah, she literally slashed his face. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I want to say that Ray doesn't deserve the the victory. Yeah, because I'm getting that feeling too. Because on one side you have like the the Sith guy who's like been training, who knows how to use a lightsaber. It's like has been practicing the Force and all this stuff. Leads his own fucking like storm group of stormtroopers and like has his like all his power and loses to someone who becomes aware of the force like not too long ago and picks up a lightsaber for the first time it feels undeserved and that's why that's another reason why i feel like it was a scene for mark hamill to come out because i don't think that ray would have been prepared for that fight she she was way too unscathed for that scene yeah she should have it should have costed her something yeah she wasn't really nicked at all or anything She's just what sweaty and scratched. Should have should have lost an arm like uh, like Luke <laughs> did against Vader. That would have been crazy. And I feel like she she would look more vulnerable then because up to this point she just seems invincible, like nothing can touch her. Yeah, and like the way because at one point he has the upper hand in the fight, and all she does is close her eyes, and that's like just <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of his fault because he was like, "I can train you and stuff." Oh yeah. He he like he made an offer to her. He started, yeah, he made an offer. Which is cool. Yeah, that's the excuse for the yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I think my attitude was like, I guess it, it's supposed to come off of like an underdog type to take tail. Like that idea, like she's <sighs> someone who's not that experienced, but yeah, yeah, been through a lot, still managed to take down. This, I've, I've heard that before. That witch preppy 
She kind of is, you know, like that rich, preppy kid. It, just, it doesn't work for me, though, because... It's, yeah, I know, it's, I agree, it's but just, still, I think that's just, the, that's how they took it. Yeah. You know, that's what they had in their mind. It should have just been both of them fighting, fighting him. Yeah, honestly. Her, she had a staff. Doesn't she have a staff? Oh, yeah, where's she leaving? Where did I go? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Where? Like on the desert planet. That's oh, absolutely. Sure. I, I thought she took it in. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she had it with her. Like she found it earlier. She has it in the very last scene. Because she she's like what? walking with it. Yeah, she has it. It's in the Millennium Falcon then. <laughs> I guess. That's the only thing they get in and then they leave. Oh, yeah. I think it is. Because she has that one weird looking gun when they get to the canteen. That's right. She takes the gun. Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> but even then, she could have. That would have been kind of cool for her to improvise a weapon, like a scavenger. Oh yeah, find, find, make her own. She's like a staff. dope, like a dope ass. Like she staff, literally yeah. jumps up and like breaks off a giant branch and like kicks off all the twigs. And, yeah, something. Yeah, that would have been a dope visual. And how does she get off the planet after that fight ends? Or is it just like cut to uh, Chewbacca? I think Chewbacca shows up in that mm. ship that dropped them off and. And then that's it. They go back to the. They succeed. They blow the thing. The circular base collapses, and then. Oh, yeah. And then what else? They have the maps now because. Maps, yeah. R two D two. R two. Did he just wake up? Did he just decide okay. to wake up? Yeah. Decided to wake up. He decided to be part of the plot. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> he just comes alive, and then he's like, "Oh, now I got the the missing part of the map for you guys." I mean, what w- wouldn't that have been a nice moment uh, to show Ray's scavenging skills? Yeah. Like bring something back to yeah, bring back. Fix, fix him up. Yeah, it kind of shows why she kept BBA too, because it's like I like I like companions. I try to keep them alive as long as possible. I don't know, and maybe show like a few dead ones. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sold them up for parts or whatever, but kept like a memento. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, like souvenirs. Uh, uh, I don't. Like yeah, this. Even the just like woke up. Like, oh, he just woke guy. up. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> General Leia. It just, I think, I don't remember. The Force Awakens. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck me. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What a contrite, whack ass reason. He he was in low power mode the whole time and shakes (laughs) off. Nobody charged him. (laughs) Nobody charged him, dude. They lost the charger. Yeah, maybe they find it on the way. They didn't replace Kenny Baker inside. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's basically the last scene before she just leaves, right? Does yeah. she does she take she takes Chewbacca with her? Uh, yeah, in R two D two. The part that bugs me is that when she shows up on the base, Princess Leia walks right past Chewie and hugs Ray. Oh, that's right. Oh, and what what does she what does she say to her? Nothing. They don't talk. It's just a hug. A quiet yeah. moment, but you, yeah, right? right. There's there's literally no talk about Han dying, huh? No, no just a stare. No funeral. Yeah, and the one the last friend Chewbacca, you don't like. That, you should comfort. Yeah, he's the one you should comfort. That bothered me yeah, when, when I talk. when somebody pointed that out. We got to get J.J. Abrams on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Release the Abram cut. <laughs> Release the Abram cut. <laughs> Ten times the lens flares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time, every time a lightsaber just turns on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Just every, every, every time they clash, like, yeah. it's like 10 rays of them. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that is it is, isn't it? She doesn't come for Chewbacca. No. Oh, he's dead. He's just... Could have been just even before they she left, maybe to like a quick, even just a quick memorial, like yeah, honoring all the dead soldiers, honoring all the dead soldiers, and then they, yeah. they don't do that, and they don't do that. She just up and leaves to go find Luke. Yeah, just goes, just leaves. Maybe the sequel. Will be more <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this uh, the sequel surely put a nice band aid on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then the movie ends with. Uh, Ray finding Luke uh, on the cliff, and we're left with the cliffhanger. Literally. So, do you guys think this stands the test of time? <laughs> Ooh, this is an interesting one <laughs> because, <laughs> oh man, I think this film, like we said, I think this film alone isn't isn't terrible as a standalone movie. It's definitely entertaining. It's got its it's got its good points, but when it comes to staying at the test of time, I think I don't think you can just look at it on its own. I think you have to look at the subsequent movies that followed it. Yeah, and I think it will stand the test of time because the franchise is large enough. Oh, and because the fans will remember. I, I the, the same the same way we still talk about um, the Phantom Menace. Like we're we'll still we'll still talk about the trilogies. So in that way, I think it will stand the test of time. Okay. That's a nice way. That's that's it's real clever. It's a professional way to <laughs> <laughs> Disney hasn't blacklisted us. Not just, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's all right. We're not sh- we're not shilling for Disney Plus. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> the amount of times we pissed off Star Wars fans. <laughs> oh, Alonso, Aaron, what do, do you guys think? Copy and paste what Alex said. <laughs> Copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, is that your official statement? No. Uh, I think, like we mentioned, like from the, from the very beginning, the fact that they didn't even fucking plan the whole trilogy, they just they literally just winged it. They're just like, all right, let's just make this movie. Mm-hmm. And, the, and remake episode a new hope. Yeah, and the fact that they just remake it, especially, doesn't help. The is that doubt is really gonna last. Yeah, I, I'll say as an as as cinema as art, no, this movie oh, okay. will not yeah. stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. It is entertaining, like Alex mentioned. It is. It is. It does have its moments. Honestly, I, I do. I still think it is can be entertaining as a movie, but just as a standalone. It, it just hurts the movie more, to be honest. For me, it does. Yeah. And the fact that, yeah, we got the other sequels that don't help it either. And again, like I mentioned, the fact that this wasn't planned from the very beginning just hurts it even more than the others. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to agree with both of you, actually, because, yeah, a- Alex is pretty right about that. Ugh, I didn't even think about that. It, it will stand the best time just because the franchise will drag it, this movie along. For the sake of the name Star Wars, and it's undeniable. It's undeniable. Unless yeah. Disney just disappears one day. Oh, that'd be <laughs> the best thing for the entertainment world. Press X to doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I have to agree with Alonso. 
I think it can only stand well on its own as a standalone. It's, it is entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed parts of the banter a little more than I thought I would, and uh, I was okay with that. But uh, I am pretty open to to a lot of things. I think the best way to enjoy the movie is just kind of like think of the premise. Like someone asked JJ, like, oh, if you could remake this movie, how would you make it? And just watch it that way. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And also, well, just real quick, I'll also say, dude, like I mentioned even earlier, like I feel like the ending hurts the idea of the movie standing by itself. Yeah. It feels like now we're obligated to watch the next one. Yeah. And like I said, I would have preferred if it was just straight up open ended. Like, yeah, like you, you said, just her flying hyperdrive or whatever the hell it's called to space. And that's a just mm-hmm. kind of cut there. That would have helped it more. But unfortunately, it just told, or for me, it just told me like, oh yeah, go watch the new one, or yeah. go watch the next one. Now. Yeah, because it really does bridge you. Because the the a new hope really feels like its own standalone movie. Yeah, yeah, I feel oh, like that's, that one, that's why it's still timeless to this mm-hmm. day. It's like you can you can literally just watch the new hope by itself, by itself, and you don't have to feel like. I mean, it, I mean, it's really cool that you can watch, but it like it helps Empire even more. Yeah, because they just end up on Hoth. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, you have like different source materials, whether they're canon or not, mm-hmm. to explain how they got there. But that's literally not important. Yeah, it's literally just the adventure they go through. Yeah, and yeah. Like I said, the ending just hurts them more. So, what would we change? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's its own episode, honestly. And now we are entering our third hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh fuck! Yeah, I, I felt like I answered that. Yeah, I would rewrite the entire thing. Honestly, <laughs> rewrite the entire plan the whole thing from the beginning. Yeah, I would. Yeah, which would be a part of yeah rewriting the entire thing. Yeah, plan that shit out next time. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they could have the way that they wrote it. I feel like they tried to save enough to be able to fix later on, but there was so much that they left unanswered that by the time they went back to go fill everything in it was kind of like well now like we're all over the place with our answers about what's happening here not that i've seen not that i've seen other movies i don't know (laughs) i'm assuming i'm assuming yeah i said mine change the entire just rewrite the entire thing Aaron, um i feel like in this movie specifically, they, there can't be both Poe and Ray in a movie. I would choose one or the other because it pretty much, it feels like a, a baton in a race where like Poe picks it up, gives it to Ray, and she like takes the rest of it. Yeah. So I would choose one or the other um, and have them, that character do both roles, I guess, somehow. Um, it did kind of feel weird that they never met. Yeah. Right? The main yeah. characters and they never met. Do they really never talk to each other? No, not in the that's weird. <laughs> it feels weird, right? Like it's because at least in the a new hope, it, you there's actual dialogue between all three of them. Yeah. yeah, I would also just take out the whole chosen one thing, like entirely. Like yeah. it's been done twice. We don't need another one. Um, yeah, just like the reveals, like just I don't know, like to just make them actual reveals. I guess I don't know. It felt like a lot of it. Every reveal in this movie, except for like maybe one, it felt like they weren't reveals. They were just fun facts. Like, oh, by the way, Hansel is my dad. There we are. 
yeah. I mean, that would have been a chilling moment where like Han Solo is about to confront this guy, or you yeah. don't know if he's gonna confront him. He's just hiding, and then he calls him by his name, Ben. Yeah, like that's like literally, and that would have been a great moment between Han and Leia, like them not talking about that, mm-hmm. and like it's an awkward situation between them. Like it's tragic. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I would have done something with Captain Phasma. <laughs> yeah, I think I, don't know, I really like the idea of, of Finn being the main character for the story, like at least on the good side. Oh. Like, he's, like the whole idea of a stormtrooper turning good is just so interesting. Mm-hmm. And John Boy is, is a great actor. So, yes. Yeah, he is. He really is. All righty. Anybody else? No, uh, I think you guys said it all. Yeah. Did you want to say something else? Um, I mean, if I, if I was the one to rewrite this whole thing, I would have preferred if it literally set 100 years after the original. Oh, okay. Oh, that's just cool. completely devoid from just anything. From just, just, okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that'll be my main thing. For just sure. a whole 100 years, like completely yeah. remove it. Yeah. Exactly. Don't tie it into this lineage. Okay. okay. That's interesting. All righty. Uh, so that was our review. And. Of uh, that was our five year review of Star Wars off the Force Awake. Is the Force Awakens the Force Awakens? <laughs> and now, uh, we have I have a little game to play with the guys. Uh, oh, I don't know, boy. I don't know if we're gonna like uh, include it in the episode, probably will. Yeah, honestly, Patreon content. 